Our reading this morning comes from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Ezekiel writes, The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand as you're able for the reading of the gospel. Jesus said to, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself, the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to Martha, the sister of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Trusting by faith in the resurrection promise of Jesus, 
who gives breath to our dry bones and raises us up to new life, even here and now. Where have you seen God this week? Oh, you got to flag me down, John. Oh, I know. Now you're yeah. Um, so I actually have two. Um, first is that um, through bravery, both Wesley and Graham are fully vaccinated. They give praise God for that. Mm. Um, the second, uh, as most of you know, my brother is in a group called Straight and Chaser. Um, and the past couple weekends, uh, his oldest son has been performing as. Uh, Tiny Tim in A Christmas Carol. Mm. And to see him last week uh, take the stage and perform and have the same uh, presence as his father was, uh, was, was a joy to see. Mm. Yeah. We give thanks for the joy of, of children even as they uh, protest the little prick uh, and all that the future has in store for them. We give thanks. Bless you indeed. Where have you seen God this week? Alice? Mm. Amen. Uh, prayers for continued healing then, uh, but also thanksgiving that it's not bad enough that he needs to be hospitalized and under constant care. Amen. Rhonda? God comes to us at this season, we give thanks. We give thanks. That's it, Kathy. Oh, wonderful. And thanksgiving for a, a, a dedicated life of service of the people of this community and, and uh, you know, a job well done. Hopefully he can enjoy and celebrate this retirement and you can do so with him. Another hand. Lee. We uh, passed her friend and I toured Linux. It's the first time I was ever there, but it's a beautiful little town. Like you roll back time. Mm. And there was a brass band that would play all the Christmas music. Mm. And then they move another block and play more Christmas music. Mm. But it was just a, a, a beautiful time to be out. It was gorgeous day. For the opportunity to discover all the little new places that uh, God has put on this earth that we can celebrate and uh, encounter something wonderfully new. Absolutely, we give thanks. Dawn? For continued health and healing and for the facilities and the spaces where that can happen in a, in a fruitful way. Thank you for that update for B, and we give thanks for her continued healing. 
Anyone else? Where have you seen God this week? With that, let's take a moment to turn to our Lord and our God in prayer. For healing and for harmony, for discovery and for joy. We give you thanks, God, in these and all the ways that you breathe new life into us, into our neighbors, and raise us up to be the people that you've called us to be. Raise us up now by breathing your spirit onto us and by blessing us with this word that in all things we may celebrate all the good gifts that you have trusted us with and share them fully and freely with our neighbor. God, bless us, everyone, and strengthen us by these and all your promises. Trusting in all these things, we lift ourselves to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. About five years ago, um, it, yeah, five years in January, uh, Pastor Jenny and I were traveling through the Holy Land as part of our seminary formation. And uh, throughout that trip, at least every other day, our group uh, would stop and listen to people who lived in the land as they shared with us their stories about how God encountered them in their daily lives. On one particular day, I found myself sitting on the floor of a gift shop, listening to the owner tell us of how he had come to live in the middle of Old City, Jerusalem. Moshe, his brother, and their families had immigrated to Jerusalem from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, nearly 20 years ago now. And they had found themselves welcoming pilgrims and tourists to their little shop, meeting people from from all across the world, sharing with them how God had brought them to make their home and their lives in the holy city. Moshe told us of his attempt to understand his own Jewish heritage and his efforts to better understand his neighbors by learning as much as he could about Christianity and Islam as well. For him, the Jewish people in particular are a people of prophecy, whose ancestors were told that they would indeed outnumber the sands and the stars, a people who were promised blessings beyond measure so that they would in turn bless others, And who would indeed endure great tribulation, yet still remain in God's favored protection. From Abraham to Moses to David, Moshe pulled from the witness of the Hebrew Bible to demonstrate to us how our Old Testament is still new and alive and fruitful in our journey with the living God. 
I'll never forget Moshe or the way that he reached back into the collective memory of his people and marveled at the mystery of how God brought dry bones to life from out of the gas chambers and furnaces of Holocaust. Wondering aloud what God would do with these remembered bones. And so now I can't hear or read Ezekiel 37 without that image of watching him stand behind his counter, feeling the cold tile of his gift shop as 45 of us crammed into this tiny space sat in silence and wondered with him. In this vision from the Lord, Ezekiel is taken up by the hand and the Spirit of God out and into a deep, broad valley with bones scattered across the dusty ground, old, weathered, and brittle from years of baking exposed in the sun. If you close your eyes and you imagine it, Death is pervasive and the scene is unsettling. No life has been here for some time. And now the living God has brought a mortal to join his siblings in the open catacombs and to walk through this valley of death. Tell me, mortal, can these bones live? God asks a question about the the potential to experience the fullness of life. In spite of how, how unlikely, how impossible it seems. Everything in our experience tells us, no, these dry bones are beyond life. All is hopeless and lost and this, this discouraging fate will be ours someday when we return to the dust from which God formed us. And yet there is deep beauty in God's question. The opportunity for our mortal minds to contemplate and dream and hope for life to take flesh once again in a place where There is no vitality. Oh, Lord God, you know. It's not really an answer as we would expect it. It's not a direct yes or no. For us, it seems like a deflection, right? Turning the onus back onto God rather than risking to venture a response and find out the hard way that we're wrong. But it is, in fact, I believe, an answer in the affirmative. Oh, Lord God, you know. You, the Lord God, who is the living God, the God of creation, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of exodus and liberation and freedom and life. What is more desolate, more enslaving, more more captivating than the grip of death itself. Lord God, yes, these dry bones can live, but only by your doing.
You know, Lord God, because you are the life these dry bones long for in their marrow. And then God does a wonderfully curious thing. God commands the mortal to prophesy. To command this valley of death to spring to life and be remembered with sinews and flesh and skin and breath. Then the Lord says, all shall know that the living God is indeed the Lord. God invites Ezekiel to participate with God in this insurmountable task of watching life come up from nothing, of of speaking life into the world where all of our experience says it cannot be done. Prophesy to the bones. Tell your dead siblings to be remembered to one another. Heed their great rattling echo and witness bone and sinew and flesh and skin come together again. Prophesy to the breath. Command the very Spirit of God to enter again into this broken creation that these empty vessels might be filled with the light and life of God. Transformed to take hold of a new lease on life and encounter the promises of God renewed and refreshed. Speak the word that I have given you and bring life to those who have been long dead. God invites us to follow Ezekiel's lead and trust that through us, the living God will indeed bring about a transformation we could never work on our own. Moshe told us that he had come to see Christians as people who have been called by God for the purpose of being changed. Changed to become a people of faith, a people of faith transformed by the promised blessing that God had prophesied through Israel for the whole world. And he reminded us that the beautiful thing about prophecies is that many of them can have multiple points of fulfillment. For Moshe, the end of Holocaust and the emergence of a reformed nation was one potential fulfillment of this remembering work from God. For Ezekiel and the people of his day, liberation from captivity in Babylon and a return home to rebuild the temple and their lives and their homes and their society was an ancient fulfillment of this very same prophecy. But Moshe also acknowledged that across time and history and space, in many ways, all of us still stand in this vast valley up to our knees in dry, dusty bones. Longing for God to give us the breath of the Spirit to remember us into newness of life. 
So hear again these words from God's own mouth. Can these dry bones live? Can these dry bones live so that parents don't have to worry that their children will make it home safely from school on any given Tuesday? Can these dry bones live so that young and old alike aren't burdened by the anxiety and depression and despair which is silently killing more than we can count? Can these dry bones live so that war and famine and plague which displaces families and grieves a countless multitude may finally come to an end? Can these dry bones live so that Christ's church will be rattled from its death slumber of complacency and self-importance to give flesh to the resurrection life of Jesus, present and active in our midst? Can these dry bones live so that God's beloved people might be raised up from the dead and remembered as a vibrant, life-filled body of Christ? Because every time we breathe the name Jesus, new life demands its space in this dry, dusty valley. God has already given us the word to speak and put us in the places where death yearns to rattle and spring to new life. Remember the conviction with which God instructs the prophet Ezekiel. I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will cause a great thing to happen for you, and you shall be made new. God will not fail us as we speak hope and peace to our broken world. Prophesy to the bones you see scattered at your own feet people of God, that all may know that the Lord is the living God. Trust that God will do what God has promised through the resurrection dawn of Jesus, our resurrection and life. That we may answer in turn with Martha. Yes, Lord, I believe this. Amen.